Good morning. What an honor and a privilege is uh, to be here. Uh, uh, a friend, a good friend of mine said to me the other day, are you speaking again in church? I thought that was a bit harsh. I can't remember the last time I spoke. I think it was about three years ago. Um, and uh, uh, another uh, person said to me, um, by the way, are we uh, going up the mountain or down the mountain? <laughs> to which I had to quickly say, uh, do you know, I'm not worried about whether they're going up or down the mountain. I'm, I think some people don't even know where the mountain is. Um, so part of this morning is going to be helping us to know where this wretched mountain is. And are we supposed to be going up or down? But I'm looking at the time, and I reckon I've got 15 minutes. Uh, okay, well, I'll talk a wee bit longer then. But, um, do you know, already I get a strong feeling that uh, I'm not probably going to refer to my notes very much at all. I'm so glad I didn't do my PowerPoint. Uh, I'm a planner. I mean, I'm a head teacher. I'm OCD. Um, I just do. I have OCD. Uh, I like to be meticulous and plan everything to the nearest detail and to the nearest minute. But I... I knew not to do that for today. Uh, already this morning, I think I've prayed for four people. I've been in tears three times. Uh, and there's lots of tissues going around. I'm very clear in my mind that God is here. God is working. God is doing something. Um, I was supposed to be doing this talk a few months ago, uh, but uh, we had to change and postpone that. So I've been pregnant with this word, if you like, I think for some time. Uh, and it's being birthed now. Uh, but what I really hope is that you will trust me because I think the message that I'm going to bring is a bit challenging. Uh, I'm going to ask you to step out of your comfort zone. I'm going to ask you to be a wee bit vulnerable. Uh, and I'm doing that because I think uh, that is the Rima word of God for us as a church. I'll explain a bit more about what I mean by going up the mountain and coming back down the mountain. But this word that I somehow, God spoke to me about, it was back in September. Uh, and um, my wife and I, we go for a walk somewhere. It doesn't matter where it is. It's just, it's a special place to us. We just go for a walk. It's not far from our home. Uh, and it seems that every time we go there, God speaks to us. I don't know why. Maybe it's a portal. Um, maybe that's just a magical place. I don't know. But somehow God speaks to us when we go there. Uh, and uh, God brought this scripture to me from Haggai. Uh, and we did start the series. You've probably forgotten it all now because it was so long ago. Um, but there's only a couple of... It's one of the smaller... In fact, it was one of the very first books in the Bible that I read. Um, because when I was uh, 16, I decided I wanted to read the Bible cover to cover. Um, not, in, not in order. Uh, and I thought, well, what I'll do is I'll start with the small books first. <laughs> so Jude and Philemon were right up there because they're less than one chapter, less than one chapter. Um, and I'm pretty sure Haggai was probably the third book I read because it's, it's just a page and a half of the Bible. So at the time I'd spent a week reading the Bible, I'd read half of the books, um, but only about 1% of the words. Um, so uh, there's a few verses in there, and I, and I will get to them, I promise, because I am supposed to be talking about Haggai, so I promise I will get to those. But actually, I feel a little bit of context uh, is important. So um, Trish and I, we go, we go to this place, and we somehow we hear God. I don't know why, and I don't know how. Um, but for this morning, if I, was going to, if I had done a PowerPoint, if I had got a title, it would probably be, Maybe It Is Impossible. But with God, dot, dot, dot. 
already this morning, I can see the word that comes to my mind is brokenness. I think there's a lot of us here who are hurting. And by the way, if I get emotional and cry, please, that's, I'm, I'm fine with that. I hope that doesn't look unprofessional. Uh, I'm an emotional person. I'm quite comfortable in my own emotions. Um, but I do feel that God wants to touch people and meet with people right where you are. God does not want or need fixed people. He's not waiting for you to be perfect and good. He just wants you as you are right now. And already I sense there's a lot of broken people here. And I'm going to put myself in that category as well. I am broken. I am flawed. I even wrote down here to remind myself to say, uh, the only thing that, it's a song by uh, Lauren Daigle, you say, the only thing that matters now is everything that you think of me. In you, I find my worth. In you, I find my identity. That's right. I keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough and every single lie that tells me I will never measure up. I mean, that just about sums up my life. I'm a head teacher in my day job, so I have to present as a confident person. Um, my wife and my staff will say I'm very intimidating. I don't see that at all, but I must confess, when I look over my glasses, people do get a wee bit scared. Um, but I'm just as insecure as your average person. I'm just as flawed. I'm just as broken. I need God just as much every day. Um, and so this morning, you know, I, I'm going to warn you now. At the end, I'm going to say, please respond. And there's a temptation for thinking, oh, well, the more people respond, the better the talk. And it's not like that at all. But I think if you take one step this morning, God might take 99 towards you. And I'll tell you what I think that response needs to be uh, momentarily. Already this morning, I've lost count. I think two or three people have shared a, what I'm going to call a word. Uh, Ant came up uh, and he talked about, he saw a picture of God scooping his children up. What a perfect little word that was. I'm going to call that a gift of the Spirit that Ant's got, you see. That ability to hear God and to bring a rhema word, the now word of God, a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom. I don't care which gift it is, but it's a gift. And we need more gifts. We don't see them a lot. We need to see more of those gifts. I'll say a bit more about that in just a wee moment. Um, a few weeks ago, oh no, let's talk about uh, two weeks ago, uh, I was in church and uh, actually I'm just going to name her. Jeanette did some singing in the worship uh, and I came to you at the end of the meeting, didn't I? What did I say to you, Jeanette? All right, okay, you just, you be, you be overwhelmed there and I'll say, I said to Jeanette, I really loved her singing, I loved her worship, but I knew she didn't hear me so I said it a second time. And I still knew that she hadn't heard me, so I said it a third time. I didn't say it a fourth time because that would have just been weird. Um, but I had to repeat myself because I knew that she hadn't heard it. Human nature doesn't like us to hear what God wants to say to us. The enemy likes to use that insecurity to deny God the ability to speak into our lives. There is somebody else in the room, and I won't say who it is, but at four times God has said the same word to that person this morning. It's because she needs to hear it. 
human nature, we are not good at receiving God's word. Scripture is full of repetition. Joshua 1, I keep it in my pocket all the time. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Your Lord God will be wherever you go. Have I not said, be strong and courageous? The author is getting very stroppy. God is getting a wee bit, you know, you're not listening, so I'm going to say it again. And we get exactly the same kind of passage in Haggai 2, although that's not what I'm going to be talking about today. Uh, two or three weeks ago, I spoke, no, I didn't, I went uh, to a breakfast meeting. Um, and the speaker, who's a pretty famous household Christian name, uh, was talking, and I just went up to him to say, uh, you know, hope it goes okay. Uh, I knew something about his challenging situation, and I just said, hope I'm not teaching you to suck eggs, but I just wanted you to know, blah. And I said, blah. I can't even remember what blah was. It was about 12 words. Um, and he said, uh, Mark, are you aware you have just ministered to me profoundly? No, I haven't. I said 12 words. They were innocuous words, but it was to him profound. To me, it was just innocuous. I was just sharing chit-chat, really. Do not underestimate the importance that you have of changing people's lives through just the odd, simple little word. Just the odd, simple little word. Um, that person then went on to talk, uh, and because he knew, because God knows how insecure I am, that famous personality name-checked me in his talk. That was mortifying. If I'd known that, I wouldn't have said anything to him. Um, but somehow God also knew I needed to hear that that was honoring to God. I took a gamble. I took a risk. I shared something with him. And God thanked me through him in his talk. Simple little things. It doesn't cost anything. It just needs willingness, availability. And a, a really posh word, intentionality. I think Patty or Camilla used that word a few weeks ago, and I piggybacked on the back of it. It's a great word, intentionality, doing things deliberately, stepping up, stepping out, and being counted. Um, in the last uh, six months, I've had uh, a lot of challenges. I've had, um, well, I'm going to say, Joe, you know, I, I wrote down a quote. It was the best, Dave Peacock's not here, because I know he'll know where this is from. Uh, do you know where this, what this quote's from? It's from a very famous book. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the season of light. It was the season of dark. It was the spring of hope. It was the season of despair. We had everything before us. We had nothing before us. We were going to heaven. We were going the other way. Tale of Two Cities by Charles Dickens. That probably sums up the last six months of my life. I have cried more in the last six months than in the rest of my life maybe in the last year. My physical health is rubbish. I've had two procedures on my spine. Both have not worked. I broke my wrist, uh, was it in February? I don't know when it was, it was sometime recently. Uh, it's still not right, but I, no cast. Uh, I had some minor colorectal surgery. That also hasn't worked. Do you know what? I have every right to be a bit cross and stroppy with God and say, God, what's going on here? And yet, I'm choosing to
to believe that God is good and that he knows what he's doing. Now, 10 years ago, I didn't have any of those problems. And probably in 10 years' time, I won't have, let's hope, please God, that I won't have any of these problems. But right now, I am suffering. But it's only transitory. But somehow, somehow, I have got to choose to believe that God is good and he knows what he's doing. And my family and maybe one or two of my really close friends helped to keep me afloat. Help me to understand and believe that it's okay to be in a dark space because there is light at the end of the tunnel. You always come out. That is just the nature of God. God is always good like that. Um, so uh, my, my physical health has been struggling. Uh, I've had mental health issues all my life. I currently suffer with insomnia. I haven't, I, last night I slept three hours, the night before two hours. I can't remember the last night I had a full night's sleep. What was the, how did you feel the last time you only slept for two hours? I bet you were rubbish the following day. But you know what? When you go for weeks and weeks without sleep, it's surprising how well you cope. Uh, and most of the time when I'm not sleeping, I'm either reading, not my Bible, that would be far too religious, uh, just reading. Um, uh, and I'm reading a 5,000-page book at the moment, so that, that keeps me going. It tries to generate insomnia. Um, uh, or I'm listening to worship. And I cannot tell you how encouraging it has been just listening to worship. That has kept me sane during my time of not being able to sleep. Um, a few weeks ago, I shared about uh, Jacob's and Isaac's and Abraham's. And before I just get into the meat of, my, of Haggai, and it is Haggai, but it's not Haggai. Where's Andy? We need him. We're not going with Hagia. It's Haggai. That's what I'm saying anyway. Um, uh, this morning's talk, if you are a Jacob, if you are a young person, this talk this morning is for you. I'm talking to you. But if you're an Isaac, I'm going to say sort of middle-aged, young. Simon, you're definitely a, an Isaac. I'm sorry. You just are. You're middle-aged, whether you wanted to be or not. <laughs> um this is also for you. It's also for the Isaacs in the room. And it's also for the Abrahams. And sadly, I'm definitely now in the Abraham generation. I'm old and gray and decrepit and broken, as my wife would say. Um, it's for the Abrahams and the Isaacs and the Jacobs. It's for everybody. Do not think you are too young to not be included in what I'm going to ask you to respond to. Do not think you are too old or it's too late for you to not be included. Do not think you are not good enough to be included. So let's talk about these verses then. Do you mind if I, I'm just going to read it out. I'm going to read it out once and then I'm going to break it down a wee bit, uh, bit by bit. Is this, the, it's from Haggai chapter one. Did I say that? I think I did, yeah. Wouldn't it have been good if I'd been organized and had words on the slides, but you're just going to have to listen to me, I'm sorry. Is it a time for yourselves to be living in your panelled houses while this house remains a ruin? Now, this is what God says. Give careful thought to your ways. You have planted much, but have harvested little. You eat, but you never have enough. You drink, but you never have your fill. You put on clothes and you're not warm. You earn your wages only to put them into a purse with holes in it. 
this is what the Lord God says. He's repeating himself already. Give careful thought to your ways. Go up into the mountains, bring down timber, and build my house so that I might take pleasure in it and be honored. You see, you expected much. Turned out to be little, didn't it? What you brought home, I blew away. And why? Because of my house, which remains a ruin, whilst each of you is busy with your own house. It's a very challenging word, I'm sorry. Uh, and for me, this is a word for me. This is what God spoke to me about six months ago. It was to me. And it's only accidentally foolish me. But accidentally, I shared it with the leaders of the church. Um, I can't even remember why. Uh, I didn't want to. I felt compelled to. Uh, and they also thought that maybe it was the right word for us as a church. And I have to say, over the last six months, I can see absolutely that this is a ripe word for us as a church. Where on earth is this mountain? And how do we get up it? I don't like mountain climbing. And I've got a bad ankle. And I've got bunions. And I don't know. I've made that up. Um, the mountain is anywhere you want it to be. The mountain is where you choose intentionally to find God. It might be in your car, might be in church, might be in your home group, might be in your work, might be in your kitchen. It could even be whilst you're changing nappies. I don't know. The mountain is wherever you choose to be with God, to hear God. Are we going up the mountain or down the mountain? It doesn't really matter. You've got to do both. If something goes up, yeah, I don't really want to stay here for very long. It's got to go back down. We've got to go up the mountain, and we've got to come back down. It's all about the journey. It's all about the process. It's not about the destination. And going up the mountain, I think, in its simplest forms, is about being humble before God. I'm part of the intercession group uh, in this church uh, I think there's about 12 of us. We meet every other Thursday, and we have done for a long time. But in the last four years, I've only been going four years, um, David, who's not here, uh, what a faithful man he is. Uh, he wrote down the top 10 themes, the things that we talked about in that, in, and that we pray about in that group. And the first one was, and I only got that this week, so I'd already decided I was going to be talking about this before I saw this, humility. And the second one was uh, making sure we build on the right foundations. <laughs> and another two were uh, surrender uh, and purifying the temple of the church. Very apposite words for our journey up and down the mountain. So if we're going to go up the mountain, you see, we've got to be prepared to be humble. We've got to be prepared to hear God. Actually, got to want to hear God. Forget being prepared to hear God. Do you want to hear God? I'd like to think most of the time I do, but I'm just being honest. A lot of the time, no, I don't. I just want to carry on reading my book. And once I'm reading my book, I'm not hearing God. And even when I'm in church, well, sometimes I might just be tempted to have a quick look at that little uh, social media post. I don't do social media, so that's a lie. But, you know, whatever it might be. Websites. You know, I am a news junkie. I am absolutely a news junkie. 
I like looking at the news all the time. But all it does is to stop, stop me from trying to hear God. So going up into the mountains, it's about intentionally wanting to hear God. And at some point in a minute, before we close, uh, I am going to ask you to be brave, to be vulnerable, and to say, I want to meet with you, God. Now, if you don't stand up, God will still meet with you, because that's just the kind of God he is. And if you stand up where you are, God will still meet with you, because that's exactly the kind of God he is. But somehow I think we might be in a place whereby, go on, I dare you. This is God's talking to you. I dare you. You take a step forward. You come towards me and see what I will do. You take one step towards God and see what God will do for you. He wants our relationship far more than we do. So if we're going to go up to the mountains, what on earth is the purpose? Uh, well, it's a bring down timber. Please don't go getting wood. <laughs> it's clearly a metaphor, isn't it? And I think the timber is the fruits and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. How encouraging it was this morning that two or three people were bringing gifts to the meeting, sharing words. It is a wee bit embarrassing, and sometimes we'll get it wrong. Who cares? This is a safe place. It's only pride that will stop us doing these things. So if we're humble enough to go and find the mountain and go up the mountain, when you're up on that mountain, you will meet with God because God wants to be met. God wants to be found more than you want, the more than we want to find him. And therefore, if we are there, he's going to give us good things, fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Anybody need any of those? Two of you, well done. Um, I, I need all of those all the time because I get everything wrong all the time or at least that's how I feel it's not really true that's just how I feel my feelings lie and then gifts of the spirit words of wisdom words of knowledge healing miracles tongues interpretation of tongues that wasn't nine there are nine do you know your gifts in the Holy Spirit why not you should we all should. And if you don't, then start asking because God wants to give more than you want to receive. What are your fruits of the Spirit? Which ones do you excel in and which ones do you need work on? Maybe ask the person, the closest person to you, a partner or a friend, ask them, what do you think are the best qualities that I have? Because if you've got them, start sharing them. And if you ain't got them, start asking for somebody else to cover up the gaps. I'm a head teacher in my school. I'm not creative. Therefore, I surround myself with creative people to do that job for me so that I can look like I am creative, even though I'm not. If we're going to go up the mountains, you've got to be humble. It, it, it won't, you won't have to pay a penny, but it might cost you everything. It just needs you to be intentional and deliberate. You have to choose to do it. We all have to choose to do it. But when we're there, I believe God will give us fruits and gifts of the Spirit. Do you want that? Is that what we want as a church?
So you see, I think in a minute, uh, I'm going to ask Rich to lead us and decide just how we do it, but I think I'm going to ask you to be really brave. And I'm going to ask you to not only stand up, but I'm going to ask you to come to the front and say you want something. Ask, and you shall receive. What do you want? Now, for some of us, it will just be, actually, do you know what, God? I just need to come here and be humble and say, I'm sorry, I want to be with you. I want to meet with you. I want to hear you. I want you to have, I want you to be more in my life. That's fine. But I also want a group of people to say, do you know what? I think I need to be doing more with what you've given me. I'm very aware that God has given me lots of gifts and I'm not using them the way I think God wants to. I need to do more. It won't cost me a pound. It might cost me everything though. Just needs intentionality. I need to choose to do it. Why is it worth doing any of this? Because God will take pleasure in it. Our whole purpose, our whole creation is so that we can honor God. How amazing is that? He made us to want to be with him. So this going up and down the mountain is a bit like a muscle. Up and down. Muscles always work in pairs. The best things are always in pairs, aren't they? Strawberries and cream. Gin and uh, tonic. I'm not an alcoholic. Not yet. Um, the best things come in pairs. Muscles come in pairs. The muscles work in pairs. If you're going to go up the mountain, you've got to come back down. If you're going to spend the time being humble and coming to God, then get something from God. Receive from God. Revelation, rest, refreshment, restoration. It doesn't matter what it is. In fact, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. You see, a lot of us here will probably have fractured relationships. We'll have intractable problems. We'll have deep addictions. It does not matter what they are. Come as you are. Didn't we sing that this morning? Was that one of the lyrics in the songs? Come as you are? It wasn't my mind anyway. Come as you are, broken as you are. Don't wait until you're good and perfect looking like me. Don't wait for that. That's not going to happen. God wants you right now as you are. Come broken. And in fact, if you do, maybe God will fill in the cracks with some gold. Kintsugi. Japanese art work, broken pottery, filled in with gold. And the broken, sorry, the re repaired product ends up being infinitely more valuable than the broken one because it's filled with gold. So I think, people, I really do think God wants to meet with you right now. There are tissues around the room. I brought my tissues here because I know I'm going to get tearful. I just know it. That's who I am. There is a mountain here this morning, if you want it. You're all capable of going up the mountain, if you want it. Bring a friend, if you're not sure. What do you want? What do you want? Can I pray for us? And then maybe the band will come, and uh, it's an opportunity for 
all of us to engage. If someone comes forward, go and pray for them. Go and pray with them. Richie, happy for me to just pray? God, Father, Lord, Abba, I thank you this morning that you don't want us to be perfect. I thank you that you're happy to take us just as we are. That you're happy to meet with us in our need, whatever our challenges are, whatever our circumstances are, you meet with us. God, give me the courage to take one step towards you so that you might come 99 steps towards me. Amen.